Because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. Now that you've been informed, <laughs> things are about to get weird. Welcome to What I Had Heard Was. I am Jennifer. I'm Anna. And today we are welcomed by Billy Mays, who you may be familiar with if you are an activist from Cincinnati. Welcome, Billy. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about your qualifications? Well, I don't know um, if I'm an expert, but definitely um, I, I've learned to be over these past few years. Um, so I was the leader of the women marches here in Cincinnati and went on to found United We Stand Cincinnati. And for somebody that felt like they were just a regular old person um, to step into a leadership role and have all of these people look to you for what to do and, um, you know, how to get involved. It's, I guess I'm an a un, unexpert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're self-proclaimed, you know. And it, that's right. That's right. Nobody's going to be People your biggest. People always say, you're famous. And I'm like, well, famous or infamous. I guess that's who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so what, uh, what motivated you to... Uh, to get involved to do all this great stuff? Well, you know, I started kind of seeing how um, politically things were going. Um, 2016, Trump came about, and, um, you know, I kind of thought it was a joke. 2015, early 2016, I was like, there's no way that we're going to let this happen. There's no way that people are going to vote for this. And then when it happened, I was devastated, um, and I just, I cried for a few days. Sure. And then I'm like, I did too. <laughs> right? And then I'm like, you know what? Um, this is the time. If you've ever wanted to be involved, that, you know, you got to make it happen. And um, I actually offered to help um, plan the Women's March. I said, you know, to the lady that I saw that was doing it online, I said, you know, can I help make this event happen? And, of course, that kind of led me to leading the whole thing and planning the whole thing and multiple events after. So sometimes, you know, offering to help can get you a whole bunch uh, more responsibilities and stuff than you want. But um, I couldn't see not turning that, like, devastation into something, um, into action at that time. So um, it, it's definitely led to a lot of things that I would have never seen coming before. So who, uh, uh, you said you reached out to the, the national organization. Who helped you out uh, with the Cincinnati? Um, did you... Yeah, so here there was um, a, a girl, her name is Jessica Hollywood. And um, I had just, like I said, seen a post on Facebook, and I reached out to her. And she was actually not um, organizing so much here for Cincinnati. She was trying to organize buses for people to go to D.C. for the big women, for the National Women's March. And we pulled in a couple other people that, you know, were showing interest. And none of us had ever done any kind of community organizing. We've never done any kind of, like, activist work. So um, when that day came, January 21st, 2017, and, you know, 14,000 people showed up, we were all amazed. Um, but also, it gave us hope, you know. It gave us um, a reason to think, like, okay, this is going to be okay. People are people are waking up. <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, I think I, I think a lot of that, uh, 
uh, spurred a lot of people to start paying attention more to politics and what's going on, you know, because I feel like we all kind of got a little um, sedate, a little... Complacent? Yes, complacent, that's the word. Um, Just in life in general, (laughs) you know, it's like um, most everybody's fed, you know, status quo, uh, quote-unquote racism had ended, you know, so it's like, you know, um, we had solved that problem, uh, you know, um, (laughs) and... And it, a lot of that stuff was glossed over, you know, it's That's like, right. um, and so I think that over the last couple of years, you know, um, uh, a lot have, a lot have, uh, people have found their voices, you know, and, uh, much like you have found your voice and are encouraging other people to do so. Absolutely. Um, so what was that whole process like? You know, like you said, you've never you've never organized something like this before. Um, did no. you watch a YouTube video? I mean, how did you, <laughs> you know? No, I, I, we did it actually. It was three weeks. Um, we were kind of late in the game because, like I said, it was more like people in Cincinnati were trying to go to the DC um, National Women's March, and it happened so fast. We had three weeks, and again, none of us had ever done this. We weren't really involved at all politically locally. And so once we put the event out and it just started like growing just crazy and we had all these politicians start reaching out to us, all of these like big names of Cincinnati and we're just like, wow, like, okay, what is happening? I just posted um, on my Facebook um, the first Inquirer article that came out that was like the first time I'd ever had anything in the news and I kind of freaked out because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have a regular job. Like, what if I get in trouble for this? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Those are, those are good things know? to consider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a lot. Um, but that actually kind of really grassroots effort came together with um, the women's march that were after that. We were much more, like, detailed in how we organized things. But that first one, I mean, it was totally just three weeks of chaos. But it came out and it was so beautiful like that. It really did like change everything for so many people that that day. Um, Just seeing like what was capable, because I honestly thought we were in a very, very conservative, closed minded area, which we are. But to see that so many people um, were, you know, here in Cincinnati, so many people that I went to D.C., it was like, oh, my God, like there really are all of these like minded, progressive thinking, like world changers. Um, that I never knew existed in, in, in Cincinnati at all. So it definitely changed um, a lot of people, and, and people still say that. Like, that first Women's March was the reason why I decided to get involved. It's the reason why I decided to run for office. And to me, that's you can't get much better than that. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's always great when you uh, speak out and you realize you're not alone. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time... Um, like I said, so many of us felt so devastated. So many of us felt like, like we said, we kind of felt like we came so far. And then to be like, oh, okay, no, we have not came as far as we thought we we went. Um, and then to realize, I mean, I've I've gained thousands and thousands of friends and acquaintances over these past years, and it's just it's just been mind blowing. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. It just uh, it just goes to prove that things like equality aren't a destination you know it's a journey that changes and we have to constantly keep working at it uh no vacations for us what uh what rights specifically were you focused on 
like just the vast, mm-hmm. you know. Well, definitely number one was women's rights, um, and, and and the women's march being kind of um, not so much targeted to that, but that was definitely priority. Um, but then, literally, there's a whole list of um, rights that we go out and fight for. So, women's rights, uh, civil rights, LGBTQ rights, workers' rights, immigrant rights, um, and so on and so on. So, anytime that there's any kind of injustice we basically go and show up and still now to this day, except the pandemic makes that a little hard. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Um, so you were saying that you, uh, uh, running for office. Do you wanna... I'm not running for office, but we inspired a lot of people to run for office. Oh, sorry. I misheard you then. I thought you yep. said, no, actually people always tell me that. So they're always like, you should run for office. I'm like, I really just like to run my mouth. <laughs> I really don't want to run for office. I just want to run my mouth and, and, and somehow make a difference with that. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, we we like to run our mouths too, but That's right. I don't know if we're actually making any differences. But <laughs> You know, we all make a difference in our own little way, no matter what. Uh, the things that you're advocating for, um, you know, we it seemed like we had solved those things, um, but obviously not. We're still dealing with those. Uh, what do you say to motivate folks um, to keep going, to try new things? Well, I think you're right. I think, um, like you had said, I think a lot of people got very complacent. A lot of people kind of thought that so many things were solved that really were just kind of underlying in the surface. So when Trump came along, I think it brought to light so many of these issues and it, and it was starting to stir all of the kind of worst um, of, of America is what I say. So when um, the Women's March came and like I said, we had this beautiful turnout and so many people started kind of stepping up and realizing like, okay, if I can do it, um, basically anybody can do it. So I think they really started to see that. And one of the first things we did um, in early 2017 is when they started have, um, doing the Muslim band. So, like, we, um, you know, we, along with everybody else in the country, started showing up at the airports. We did a couple um, big protests um, here at the airports. And um, there was a couple of hate crimes that had happened here locally. There was one um, at uh, Withrow High School, and there was one at um, Hebrew um, Jewish College. And that was kind of, I think, again, another awakening of sorts to see what was starting to happen. Um, because it just, it just seemed like there was stirring of hate and, and bigotry and just, like I said, the worst of the possible characteristics that you can think of people. And we really started to see that once Trump came about. So I think people did realize, like, if I don't start stepping up and I don't show up, um, it's only going to get worse, which it has just gotten worse. Um, but I, I don't think that, you know, I think it would be worse than it is if people would not have started to show up and really like make their voices heard. I agree, um, because completely. we have stopped a lot of things um, happening just for people showing up and, 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 you know, coming together. Yeah. It seems like uh, uh, everybody has uh, found their voice so to speak, you know, uh, there's been a lot more hate speech, um, along yeah. with, uh, folks who are standing up for themselves and speaking up for, uh, you know, minority viewpoints. Um, yeah. uh, so with everybody shouting 
<laughs> and uh, you know, making their viewpoints heard. How do you think? Um, what do you think that we should do to try to come together again? As because obviously everybody's hurting, you know, yeah. in some in some manner, you know. Uh, how, uh, what do you think that we can do to help bring us back together again? Well, I think it's a challenge because things are so divided and people do have, um, in, in a lot of cases, very extreme viewpoints on both sides. Um, that I think the only way to really try to move forward, especially from this point, is I always say is to get to the heart of the matters, is to not so much, you know, focus on the, the politics, but focus on um, the actual issues and how they're affecting people. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually done this with my parents and, and granted, we all don't have, you know, every day, all day to spend trying to plead with people. <laughs> but with my parents, um, you know, they were lifelong Republicans. Um, they both voted for Trump in 2016. And for the first year, it was like every day I would just remind them, like, you did this. <laughs> you were the cause of this. You, you know, you helped this guy get in there. And then I realized that that's probably not the most effective <laughs> way to get them to understand. Right, right. Well, and also considering that Trump is a, is a symptom yes. of yeah. a greater illness, yeah. you know, so it's yep. not. And, and the thing is, is it's also after, you know, because of all this, I have found that it's not a strictly Republican Democrat thing, you know, it's, it's not at all, you know, it's, yeah. it's a lot deeper. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot deeper than all that, but yeah. And so what I started doing with my parents is just everything that they thought was important. I would kind of relate it back to how it, it was political in the end, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. like my dad, he's on a whole bunch of medication. And at one point in the past couple of years, he was going to drive to Canada to get his medicines cheaper. And I'm like, you realize that you keep voting and supporting people that are for the pharmaceutical companies, you know? And they were like, oh. And then my mom's like, oh, well, maybe we can, you know, do Meals on Wheels. And I'm like, you know they want to cut the Meals on Wheels program, right? They want to cut the free lunch program. Like, and they'd be like, what? That's terrible. And I'm like, yes. That's why you can't support people that aren't, you know, looking out for your interests. And I will tell you that this last um, election, they they flipped. <laughs> right on. They flipped, and I was amazed and happy and thankful. And, and like I said, it took four years of, of really trying to um, get them to understand, um, you know, being only on Social Security, both of them. Like, you're you're not in like the one percent of people like you're literally voting against your own interest and and something happened <laughs> so i'm very thankful for that and i think that's what we have to do with people we have to kind of get past the the party stuff and we have to really get to the heart of the issues sure yeah looking out uh looking out for your fellow man no matter <laughs> that's right and it's hard right now you know like it, it, and especially I think right now, because if, if you're still supporting um, Trump, you know, he, he's still stirring the worst of things right now. He, he's trying to do everything he can to delegitimize all the, the stuff that's going on. But hopefully after this, there, there is going to be some kind of common ground that we can get to and, and not focus on, you know, Democrat, Republican, but focus on like what can 
make this better for all of us. That would be wonderful. Yes. That'd be really great. I support term limits. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> yes, me too. I don't me care too. who like, you are. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. I don't think anybody should have a lifetime appointee to anything. Emperor Palpatine. I know. I say the same thing, too. I'm like, if you're 80, do you not want to retire and go live your best life? Yeah, you know they get money. Like, go the fuck home. Nobody wants to see your old ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to live in the now, not in the was. If they had That's models. Right. I'm and... like, look, I want to retire at 60. I don't know what y'all are doing. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason nobody watches the House and Senate. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I don't well, know this. the fact that all the young people that are coming about, like even you know the all the like you know so-called the Democrats there, like they're like, oh look at these radical like young people, like no, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what we need though is like what you were doing with your parents. It's like we all need to sit down and and find a common ground and. Yes. And basically have more discord, have more conversations with, you know, uh, people who don't have the same like minds, you know, because everybody can get into an echo chamber, you know, and think, oh, well, this is the best way. This is the best way. You know, so, for example, I was talking to my friend from India uh, and he's an immigrant. And basically both sides of the of the aisle are failing the immigrants who follow the rules, who play by the rules, you know, that everybody's screaming, well, you should do it the proper way. Well, he does. He has. He has friends and family who have done that. But they're still getting shit on, just like everybody else. So even if you do follow the rules, the system still doesn't work for you. You know, it's it's not helpful. It's not in, in its best interest. So there are there are good stories, but there are also bad stories. And so it's the fact that we need to still look at everything uh, through an open mind of how can we make it better? You know, it worked once and that's great, but how can we improve because life changes, you know? Right. Population. Well, and I think that, right. And I think that we've seen that in these past few years and especially this year with the pandemic, that honestly, so many of our systems in this country, whether it's the immigration system, the education system, the justice system, they are broken they no are question. all very very broken and and i don't think that it, it's necessarily looking to a specific party to fix it because if it was it would be fixed well it's you know? wor- it's working for certain people right that's true and that's true we needed to work for all the people exactly and and, and that's where i think the power is i don't think it 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 involves the parties or thinking that, you know, Democrats are going to come and save us all. I, I definitely don't think, and when people do think that, um, it worries me because that means, well, just because we have, you know, Democrats in office, that people are going to get complacent again. Right. And oh, stop sh- thinking they have to fight. And it's like, oh, no, no. Like, our work is just beginning right now. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, you know, it's that's the thing. Like, people are fallible. You know, we all have our good points. We all have our bad points. Um, and so putting uh, putting complete faith into uh, <clears throat> a party <laughs> just because, you know, you agree with some of the things. Um, you know, everybody needs to be held accountable for their actions. So we all just need to keep an eye on that. 
Do you have a lot of weird theater stuff that needs a new home, and you prefer it doesn't just go into the dumpster? Reset likes the weird stuff. With ResetYourSet.com, you can find listings to buy, sell, and rent items that folks in the industry will truly appreciate. Go find them on Instagram, Facebook, at ResetYourSet, and check out the site that offers so much more. ResetYourSet.com So what do you think is the next step for United We Stand? Well, I, I hope that people are ready to still continue um, the fight for progressive values. Because now, I keep telling people, we're now going to get back, hopefully, to a level of decency and to a level of sanity. So, that we're not always having to be offensive on the offensive about what's happening. Um, You know, we can be proactive. You know, we can push for things that are important to us, like healthcare and people not dying because they don't have insurance. Um, I just think that now like the work really begins before it was literally felt like a fight every single day and now i think hopefully uh we can really get down to trying to push um for things that do matter to a majority of people not just democrats but to a majority of all people right separate the the politics pull the politics away yeah well, and we see here locally in Cincinnati that, I mean, we've had so many issues with, like, Cincinnati City Council and the city of Cincinnati. I yeah, mean, a whole had, bunch of people just got busted right? for, uh, <laughs> for some embezzlement. Three very young had the world ahead of them, as far as I could see. Um, and I just think how stupid that is and how, again, another system that is very broken. Um, because in most of us in our regular jobs, we're not going to think that that's okay. You know, you're, if somebody comes and bribes you, you're going to be like, yeah, that's not going to be the thing I'm going to do. But for some reason, when they're in politics, they think that that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, hey, here's a couple bucks, let me borrow your car. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you're sitting on city council, you're, you're, you're a little more scrutinized. You would think, and I just keep saying to myself, like, how could they be so stupid? Like, how? And, and again, I don't know if it's just a, a culture of greed or a culture of I'm not going to get caught. Yeah, they've been getting um, away with it for so long. Right, to think that you can get away. But I, we have we have a long way to go. And, and that's the only reason why I'd ever think about running for office is just because to see that happen is just, you know, sad. Yeah, it's, it's disheartening, you know, um, yeah. especially considering with, you know, all of this uh, – um, we were talking about on a different episode that, uh, um, you know, it's really hard to tell what's real anymore, mm-hmm. you know, with um, with computers and virtual reality and deep fake and, you know, the fact that um, uh, news sources are so quick to, um, and all news sources are so quick to be the first. Uh, yeah, so basically it's just, it's hard to trust anybody anymore, you know, yeah. so... All of our politicians, all of our public figures, everybody's just under this fine-tooth comb right now of, you know, making sure that what they're, they're not lying, <laughs> you know, like yeah. being truthful and doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I don't understand why it's so hard for people to do that. Yeah. Not for nothing. But yeah. yesterday I was thinking about the Wiener scandal. Which Wiener scandal? <laughs> What's the name? Anthony Wiener? Oh, Anthony Weiner. And he kept Weinering out. The Wiener, out. Wiener scandal. The yes. Wiener, Wiener scandal. 
I don't know why I kept thinking about it, but I was laughing. I was at home by myself laughing. It's, I mean, honestly, it's one of those stories that just keeps on giving. Well, it was like bad choice, and then you make a bad decision, and you follow it up with another bad decision. Right on, man. Yeah. Oh, so good. Talk about being public. Good Lord. Here's my public figure. (laughs) That's right. Yikes. And you would just think that you would assume if you're like, if you are a politician or a public figure, that you're going to be, you know, under a microscope, but they just don't seem to think about that. Or they don't care. I think they just get away with stuff so so often that they're just, this isn't going to be a problem. Nothing will ever be a problem. Well, it's, I don't know. I think it's kind of the same with like, me speeding, you know, it's like, well, I haven't been That's caught true. yet, so I'm gonna just keep doing it till I get caught and then apologize <laughs> and then do it again and then probably still do it again. <laughs> right, is anybody giving you any shit for doing what you're doing? Uh, absolutely, they have. Um, not so much from the public because when the first women's march happened, I was really worried about that, right? Because I'm very searchable, um, and I was like, oh god, what if people like show up at my job? Um, but actually the most criticism and and the most hate for what I was doing came from my own family. Huh? Um, yeah, most of them are, you know, they're, they're diehard Republicans and, and they don't necessarily think the way I think. And, you know, for me, it's not so much politics. It's more about humanity. Right. And they, the first thing I did before the women's march is I started supporting black lives matter here locally. Um, and they considered that a terrorist organization and were very vocal about it. I mean, they were literally calling me a terrorist for being involved. And then when Trump came, the Women's March stuff came, then I was just this, like, annoying, outspoken woman that was just, you know, trying to take over and, and do all this stuff. And I've lost a lot of extended family um, for, you know, being an activist now and so any other criticism that came after that, really, I, I just didn't think too much of it. Because if you can lose your own family members and your own family members can say horrible stuff about you, what is everybody else? What is strangers, you know? <laughs> right. You have to let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of them I, I've not seen. I've not seen in, these, in all these four years. Um, and, and like I said, my parents were the only ones that really I'm like you know what I'm going to put this effort into trying to get them to understand and to see how far they've come is you know I'm, I'm very thankful for that so those that like I said were kind of closed off and had nothing good to say I, I feel like you know sometimes you're just better off without those people oh yeah what, what kind of advice do you have for people who are uh, who want I to I think that if you're if you're strong in your convictions and you really believe in what you're doing and your main goal is, you know, not to cause trouble, it's not to, again, I don't have any political aspirations. It really was just to try to stand up for people, especially people that needed it most. Um, I think you just have to be really confident in that, that you're doing the right thing, that you're on the right side of history and that, even if people don't agree with you, even if you lose family, even if you lose friends, that you are doing the right thing. And I know that's hard for a lot of people, but you just have to be really strong in that conviction. Um, 
because I mean, that's, that's what it takes now, especially, you know, we said things are so divided. Like you really, you know, if you believe in what you're doing and not to say that people that are full of hate and other stuff don't feel very strong in their convictions. Right. But in the end, if you're doing it to help people and you're doing it to try to make a positive impact, um, I, I don't think you can go wrong in the end. And, and sometimes it is, it is lonely and you do get your feelings hurt. Um, but you know, are you doing the right thing? Probably. That's true. The right thing is rarely the easy thing. Right. That is very true. What do you think will happen federally with, uh, women's rights with the change, uh, in party? Well, I mean, we, I think we'll see a lot um, depending on what the Supreme Court um, is going to do, even with this election stuff that's still kind of out there that I've been trying to ignore a little bit of. Um, I think we'll see whether they're going to be really um, persuaded in things that are not so much the Constitution and what they should be. Hopefully, um, again, people are going to have to stay active and they're going to have to stay involved because even federally, even if the Supreme Court doesn't, you know, become one sided and, and, and very. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking conservative. for? Yeah, very, yeah, very conservative. You still have all the state houses, you know, that also have control over all of this stuff. And, you know, here in Ohio, we lost all the state houses again. I mean, majority um, is still Republican. And so even federally, if things um, aren't as in danger, they still are on the state level. So, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting um, years to come, I think. So that's why I hope that people do stay involved and, and don't just go back to, you know, living life and not caring what's happening. How do you suggest people get involved? Well, I've always said that because it can be overwhelming. Like with United We Stand Cincinnati, we we try to go out and do so much and so many different issues that I tell people to pick whatever is important to you. So if women's rights is important to you, get involved in that cause. See how you can help Planned Parenthood. See what's going on at the state house. If immigrant issues is, is important to you, see what's going on locally or at the state level. I mean, there's a whole thing right now in Butler County. Um, that, you know, there's uh, allegedly, which, you know, I can believe in in this county and with the sheriff there, that there is a lot of abuse happening. Um, workers' rights, you know, if, if you're a union person. So I just think that the key is, and that people don't get overwhelmed, is pick the cause and the issue that is really important to you and find a way to get involved with that. And then there's so many umbrella groups like, like us um, with United We Stand and and many others, there's kind of umbrella groups that are kind of a, a catch-all for everything. And, um, but it's really, people will get overwhelmed very quickly. So it's like pick an issue, find out the, the organizations that are working toward those issues, and find a way to get involved, whether it's volunteering or donating or writing letters or emails. There's, there's usually a way for every person to find some way to be comfortable in getting involved. Sure, sure. Yeah, and that's the problem is that, you know, you can you can become very overwhelmed by, you know, being on social media, watching the evening news and just seeing, you know, uh, there's there's a ho there's homelessness, there's joblessness, there's right. abuse, there's, um, you know, depression and, you know, there's all these, you know, just bad things that happen to everybody on a daily basis that, 
you know, it can become very overwhelming of how can one person help and make a difference. Right. You know, that's exactly um, right. You know, and like you're saying, take baby steps, start, you know, start where you feel comfortable and, you know, and it does. Every little bit does make a difference, whether you feel it or not, you know. Well, and I always say as an individual, yes, there's only so much you can do, but there's thousands, even millions of us. Right. So if every person is doing one thing a day, that's huge. Mm -hmm. You know? Even if half of you are doing one thing a day, that's it's right. still huge. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Every every flood stop starts with a drop of water. So. That's right. What do you think about the Georgia Senate uh, runoff elections? How much well, value do you place on it? I, I, it's extremely important because, you know, we see with Mitch McConnell alone, I mean, he's one of the most dangerous people um, to me and to many people in America. Because he's held up so much progress in, in the Senate because, I mean, like right now, we can't even get a, another coronavirus relief bill. Because, you know, he's against, you know, small things that are in the bill instead of trying to focus on getting people help. So if we can take back the Senate um, and win the, the two seats in Georgia and, and get rid of Mitch McConnell, I think that's a huge step in the name of progress. <laughs> I'll just be happy to never have to see that turtle again. Right? I mean, it's just knowing knowing all the things that he's held up and knowing, like, you know, that they just pushed the whole um, the SCOTUS nomination through and still did not get help to people that need it. I mean, people are getting evicted and they they can't feed their families and all this stuff. And here's this guy that's, you know, getting getting paid well and getting paid off well. Um, yeah, I, I think it's huge. And, and I just signed up to do some postcards and I know people are doing phone banking and text banking and, and all of this stuff. And, and I think, uh, I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance. I'm, I'm holding out hope, but that would be huge. It would be huge for us. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and as we have found, you know, it's the, uh, the folks that are, um, helping people to get to the voting polls who are That's spreading, right. who are, you know, spreading information at the local level uh, yeah. that have made the big difference in the election. So. Yeah, I was just reading that Stacey Abrams already, they've already signed up like, I think it was like 17,000 new voters, even from the election. Oh, that's fantastic. She's, yeah. she's an angel. Uh, just amazing. I mean, yes. So hopefully that you're right. All the grassroots stuff that's going on, um, you know, because a lot of people don't feel that they matter. And, and so that's a huge hurdle to overcome. I mean, for this election, I, I think it's definitely um, shown that people do uh, make a difference. But we have a, a long way to go with that. Well, and, you know, like you're saying, you know, a lot of people feel like their voices aren't being heard. Yeah. Um, that is the... Uh, that is what folks who voted for Trump said in 2016, was That's that right. he's the person who's speaking for them. So there's half of the United States population, you know, that feels... Uh, Marginalized. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but just the fact that their voice was, they didn't feel like their voice was being heard, you know. So the, you know, the, the poor working class, or just the working class in general, I mean... Yep. 
I feel poor a lot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, basically, but, if you're the working class, <laughs> you're pretty poor. So. You know, um, but, you know, on the, the uh, Republican side, for the folks that did vote for Trump, you know, they are saying the same things. They're not feeling that their voices are being heard. You know, people, uh, bills are being passed that aren't helping their situations, etc. So I feel like just in general, America needs to start listening and paying attention to what their fellow Americans are going through. And everybody needs to open their eyes and ears and just see what the, the actual state of our country is. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, we said it before, but it, it, for these marginalized people, we stand next to you, in front of you, behind you, wherever you need us. You know, you're not alone. Even though it probably right. feels and I, and I like said it. That, um, you know, I publicly I said that. Like, even if you think that we're so different, that you think that, you know, we're, we're uh, for different things, in the end we're not. Or we shouldn't be. If people just really step back and it's like, okay, so we want a living wage. We want health care. We want quality education for all, you know, kids. We want, um, you know, kids to not go hungry in, in the, the, you know, most wealthiest country on earth like there's just all this stuff that shouldn't happen that if people really just stood back and kind of let because a lot of it you know the ego and and all that if we just kind of let that go um i think we'll we'll make some progress to come together but it's it's going to be a a very uh, challenging time uh coming up i think to get there oh yeah yeah and i don't think any one president is going to be able to fix any of this stuff but you know hopefully you know we can start uh basically finding a common ground and rebuilding yeah yes and even make it not political like i said if there's some issue that is important to you you know getting involved on um the grassroots level not necessarily politically but get involved in an organization that's helping that issue. Like you said, homelessness. There's so many groups and organizations that are trying to do um, stuff every day. So go and, and volunteer with that organization. And, and it doesn't even have to be political. Well, even as an introvert, you can help by, you know, doing things online, over the phone. Yes. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to show up with signs. It's that's exactly right. So many ways you can make your voice heard. Yes. Excellent. Um, so I hear you have a, uh, new website coming out. Yeah, to... so it, it will be out soon. It'll be billymays.net. Um, and basically I'm kind of honing in the activism, the advocacy, along with kind of inspiring others is kind of my hope, um, to do exactly what we're talking about now, to feel like that as an individual, you can make a difference. There, there's stuff that you can do. And, you know, so many of us are just going through the motions of life and we're going to work and we're trying to pay bills and, you know, that most of us have more to us than that. We have a lot more power than we even think we have. And just to try to motivate people to start thinking that, you know, uh, we can do this, like we, we can make change, we can, you know, make a difference in this world and and, you know, you, you just have to one step at a time uh, to get there. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, I'll actually start to have some videos and stuff come out along those lines. And, and that'll be all on the website here soon. So That's excellent. We will put that up on our site. Also, we'll Great. put a link to United We Stand. Yes. 
Is there anything else you'd like to promote? Anyone you want to shout out to? Well, I want to shout out all the amazing people um, in this city and and in this country alone that really has um, stepped up in these in these past four years. Um, I don't think we would be anywhere uh, as, as far as long as we were. And, you know, it is exhausting. Um, and like you said, it can be overwhelming to, to be aware of what's happening. But we can't go back to just sleeping and, and not paying attention to what's going on because people are hurting and we all need each other. So I hope that, you know, people people keep it up and I'll do everything I can do in my power to keep uh, motivating people um, to, to stay involved politically and, like I said, in advocacy to help people. Um, it's also important. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I, uh, I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's Yay. let's go fix some things. That's right. Let's make the world a better place. I'm ready to type my 2021. name. 2021. It can only get better from here. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> it could always be worse. It could always be worse. <laughs> okay, it could. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> so we ask all of our guests a final question, and that is, what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is probably reality TV. <laughs> yes. Who's your favorite one? I love reality TV, and I love, like, just mindless stuff that is not serious and I don't have to think about. <laughs> that makes sense, since your activism yeah. is, you know, very... Very cerebral. Right. That's right. Uh, like, so... you know, I used to always love, like, talk shows and stuff, and my daughter's like, why do you watch this? I'm like, because it makes me feel better about my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I watch Hoarders for that same thing because I have. Yes, a, me too. I have a I have a collecting problem, so so it's like I watch it and I go, "Cool, I'm not there yet. At least That's I'm not." That's right. If you ever wake up and you think like, "Oh my God, my house is a mess," just put on Hoarders. Anything and on like, TLC you know will make you feel better bad. about your life. My house. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, uh, Billy, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And what I had heard was, we are out of time. We'll see you next week. Visit our website at wihhw.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, see guest links and information, and some fancy extras. Also, check us out on Facebook at, at what I had heard was, and Instagram at what I had heard. And if you really want to get something off your chest, shoot us an email at what I had heard was at gmail.com.